Hey everyone, thanks for coming back for episode 2 of the Mess Hall Podcast. This week's episode is with the very talented Andrew Albert. I really enjoyed this interview. We talked about East Coast food and donairs, and more importantly, where to get a good donair. Enjoy the listen. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. The, Thanks for having me. The second guest on the Mess Hall podcast. So yeah, this is a, this should be interesting. You seem like a nice cat. I've, I've let you come into my home, which is an odd thing to do, but yeah, so <laughs> it is very odd just to walk into somebody's house and you know. But well, it, you're here, so let's get her done now. Yeah. So uh, as a touring comedian, you're all over the country, all over North America, and I know yeah. that. So where's your go-to place for food? What do you eat on the road? Oh, man, what do I eat on the road? I, you know, for me, uh, food on the road is, its all, the problem is it's a freaking necessity, you know? I, I, I'll try to self-censor myself as we go here, but I guess it doesn't really matter. We're on whatever. But um, for you know what I find? It, it's always about uh, bang for value. Yeah. Uh, when I'm on the road, uh, favorite place, probably uh, Toronto and, and, and the, all the ramen that they have. You know what I mean? Uh, most of the Asian food, you can get a decent bang for dollar value. Uh, other than that, I try to, uh, I've got some life cheats that I figured out. You know what I mean? With uh, granola, going to the grocery store and picking up granola bars and apples and uh, and then coffee in the hotel room in the morning, and that's breakfast, and then trying to have something little, little for lunch, and then, like, one bowl of ramen in the evening. Cause, I mean, when you're on the road, a lot of times you're on your own. Um, there's a lot of shows that they'll provide a meal, so you'll end up, you know, especially if it's Christmas time, you're doing, it's always, in your own Alberta, it's always beef and pierogies, and, you know, <laughs> yes. like, it's pretty typical. So usually in the, you know, uh, October, November, December, uh, we're usually covered for a meal, but uh, a lot of times uh, across the country, you're just kind of on your own. All right. So is that like a lot of private shows and stuff, you get those type of meals? And private shows, usually the booker will, it's like hotel, meal, two drinks, show, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the, there's usually a rider involved. It doesn't get as, I think the American guys get much better riders. Where they, I, I went in, I was at Yuck Yucks the other day and dude, uh, it was uh, Godfrey is his name. Yes. I went and saw Godfrey and I'm, I'm sitting in the green room with him and he had packs of gum and beef jerky and salted peanuts and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, you don't do this for us. I guess we should start asking. That's the thing. Like, you don't know. It had four different kinds of, and, and in the end I actually, I took one of the, the dark chocolate bars and I sent a, I sent a message to the, uh, the uh, club owner and I said, hey Ange, if you're, if Godfrey's looking for his dark chocolate, tell him it's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, is there a difference when you're at a club? Like, do you get the meals there? Or? Uh, sometimes uh, the clubs are more often than not. Um, usually, those road gigs will provide, like a bar show, will provide you a meal. But a lot of times, so it's a lot of bar food, man. That, that that's the problem. It's dangerous on the road. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem. Uh, a lot of clubs will give you more, like fifty percent off. You know. But the thing is, when you're in the club, man, it's like usually. 
the best selection of golden bri- golden fried bullshit that you can choose from. You yeah. Know? So it's kind of not it's not a healthy way to go. You know. No, it's not a let pub type fair. It's and- very pub type fair, and uh, it's quite. The other day I was speaking of pub type fair. The other day I got a, I asked for the chicken pot pie, and it actually came in the Swanson's tin. <laughs> I was like, Are you guys shit me? This is an Irish pub. You can't be serving this garbage, but they they still do whatever. So on the road, I just try to be as careful as I can. If I'm leaving from home. I usually try to leave with like a three days worth of pre-made smoothies for the morning, mostly vegetables, you know what I mean? Just so I can get that one chunk of veggies in the day. Just yeah. It's better for the poops, man. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Those nights where you have... You know, you have uh, two two meals of A&W in one day, you know? Like, I like A&W all right, but all that white bread just blasts yeah. out you. So do you have a guilty pleasure on the road? Like, some... I know my guilty pleasure is, and it's going to sound ridiculous, but Seven Eleven taquitos. Oh, those dirty taquitos! <laughs> yes, eh? right on. They're good drunk food, and yeah, but, those are some pretty good dirty little treats. But uh, for me, it's probably pizza because I know it, this, and, and that's a problem. If if ever, anything ever happens and my day goes late, where I basically have lunch at four because I don't want to eat too too soon to the show and then after the show what's open pizza that's it yes and for me as you know I'm over 40 now and this sounds like an old man talking but one thing I've noticed is as I get older I'm more gluten intolerant than I thought I was you know what I mean and pizza flies right through me and it's delicious I freaking love it but the only time it doesn't kill me is when I make it myself at home you know I make it yeah. uber thin and yeah we I find our family has gone to more of cooking at home that pizza instead of getting that the takeout. Yeah. yeah. And where is home for you? I catch. Uh, is it in New Glasgow? Is it in Nova Scotia? Yes. Um, home for me is right outside New Glasgow, small town picked up. Did I bang that? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, Fifteen minute drive away. So. I got to tell you, bro. From t- traveling the country, I can pick up accents. It's actually uh, yeah. a, it's a little thing that is I've been gifted with that'll never earn me money. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, I'll never be able to monetize that. But I can, I could pick up that that Central Nova Scotia idea. Yeah. So do you like? You lived in New Brunswick for a while. I lived in New Brunswick. I lived in Montreal. I lived in Halifax. So do you miss the fresh seafood and stuff like that? That's the biggest thing that I miss, man. Scallops are, are God's little creatures, right there. They are I think great. that is the best thing that the sea has to offer. I'm not a huge seafood fan, but you hit it. Like, scallops are my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and lobster, I can take it or leave it. I think crab is fantastic. But, man, for me, scallops. And the price that you pay out here for scallops, I just won't do it. I'm also too cheap for that. You yes. know, like, I just won't do it. It it, uh, it hurts my brain. Well, as you may have done when you were younger, just going down to the wharf and buying lobster right off the boat yeah. seeing the scallops I know yeah we did two years ago we the whole family met out at uh, Cap Pelé and uh, it was uh, I think the day that we were there or the week that we was, we were there uh, was probably like day two or three of the actual um, the, the season was open for lobster so we did that exactly that I man I think we bought 80 pounds lobster it was just <laughs> ridiculous I always enjoyed uh, clam dicks that's yeah that was something special and interesting, and just walking around on the beach trying to dig them up, and then Absolutely. having that big boil afterwards. Yeah. And we did that when we were kids in PEI. It kept us, you know what I mean, keeps the boys busy all day, and uh, that's what we did. We we just uh, when we were kids, my brother and I, and then we ate them in the night. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, I agree with you. <coughs> so, what kind of stuff are you cooking at home? 
I am big, when I get off the road, I'm big about having those home comfort meals. So when I get home, I'll also, or usually rather, I'll usually do like a beef bourguignon. I actually have some made with deer in the fridge right now. I, ju- I did one uh, just the other day, unfor- uh, two days ago. Unfortunately, it turned out a little salty because I used one of those jelly, those jelly cubes, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the uh, stock. Yeah, the nor. Ooh, I should not use salt on anything else. I'll tell you that. It ended up blasting with salt, but it was still pretty tasty. Uh, so I'll usually do some sort of like comfort food where I'll, I'll make homemade pizza maybe. Or I'll do do um, uh, coco vin, and then because I find like you know especially like even living you know what I mean just living mindfully on budget and stuff you know like when you take a chicken and if chicken's twelve bucks well you know you take off those breasts that's a whole other two meals yeah right and then you got and then you got the whole carcass which is going to make your stock and then the coco vin it's like it's it's a no brainer it's a five meals. You have five meals out of one chicken. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so you mentioned two great meals, both very wine-induced. Yes. And, yeah. Um, being a sommelier, does that affect your cooking at home? Like, is that a lot of what you do? I don't know if being a som affects my cooking, but then again, maybe it does, because certain times I'll be craving certain wine, and I'll be like, I need to eat this with that, or if I'm craving certain foods, I'm like, I need... You know, I'm making Coco Van. I need to go get a Nebbiolo and not to dump in the pot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit for you, a little bit for the... A little bit for the bird. Yeah. Yes, very nice. So you work or you owned a restaurant at one point. Um, Years ago, I had a Mexican joint of all, of all types of restaurants back in uh, Vermont. Uh, I was living... I was coming out of university and I had some... Uh, I had some... Um, inheritance uh left over my my father had passed when i was very very young and i had like a saving or like a trust fund or whatever and uh my i was there for the opening of this restaurant a mexican joint in burlington vermont beautiful little town you know i don't know what the population would have been maybe it's you know twenty five thousand people small enough but big enough yeah and um beautiful spot you're in the mountains there's gorgeous lakes all over the place and he was running into a little bit of money problems, and we thought, well, maybe this little cash injection could, you know what I mean, uh, help the restaurant survive. And it wasn't enough, that's for sure, but it was uh, certainly one hell of a summer being a 24-year-old kid with keys to a restaurant. <laughs> it was, I don't think I was part of the reason that it went down, but I don't think I helped it. <laughs> like people at night were like, what are we going to do now? And I was like, I've got keys to a bar. Let's, <laughs> let's go have some tequila. So you got any fun bar stories? Any working in the bars or? Oh, I don't know. I just I haven't worked in that restaurant industry. Did you work in the restaurants? I did. Did you? I seriously since uh, so this restaurant happened back in '98, and then when I came back to Montreal to pursue comedy, I had just started comedy at that time. Okay. '97 uh, probably was my first set, but I probably only did it you know four times, five times that year, maybe who knows. And then '98, I the rest uh, was the rest for summer of the restaurant, and then I went back to Montreal and, and then launched comedy. I, I went full full head steam and into comedy, but the thing is, you need a day job. So I was uh, I was working uh, at uh, a couple dis- different restaurants. I worked at a really nice fish place, but then they kind of, it got a little snaky, and in the end, they said they were renovating, and then they uh, you know t- t- threatened everybody that if you want a job in two months when we open back up. Uh, you better be here for New Year's. 
and then the place never opened up again, right? <laughs> Bastards, eh? Well, that's restaurants. That's how yeah. you close, right? The, the employees are the last people to ever find out. Exactly. And I kind of put a sour taste in my mouth, man. And then, and then the next thing you know, we're... Um, I got another job, and it was at daytime. I could be daytime bar guy, so then it would leave my nights open. And then, uh, yeah, I took some time off, and there was there was going to be change of ownership. And then whoever the dudes that were going to be the new ownership uh, didn't like that I asked for time off from the old boss. And but it was I don't know, it was all gray. You know what I mean? It was all gray anyway. And I got fired by a cokehead, and I was like, Yeah, I'm not. You're firing me, dude. I'm not. This is it. I'm done with the restaurants. So yeah, a guy with a coke problem fires me. I was like, "This is hilarious. I'm out of this business." Yeah, I don't blame you for wanting to get out yeah. at that point. <laughs> so yeah, since then uh, I hadn't. I fell into the wine business, and I, I worked. Uh, I worked different wine jobs uh, nice. in uh, all in uh, retail stores. Uh, in first in Halifax, and then now out here. But that's been a couple of years since I've been in that business. But uh, at Vine Styles down the street here, I still get the discount, which is fantastic. Nice. We're still really good friends. That's nice. I've- can't go wrong with liquor discounts or no you certainly can't um so when you're at the comedy clubs and you know people are eating does that ever bother you like people eating while you're telling jokes and stuff like that no that's not so that's not such a big thing uh people eating at the clubs because usually as mentioned i mentioned before like most of the stuff that you're going to find in comedy clubs are all that nachos or uh maybe not taquitos but i have that in my head because you mentioned (laughs) dirty taquitos um, but you know, it's usually nachos or potato skins or wings. It's kind of all that handheld food. Yeah. Uh, the problem with, uh, people eating at shows is when you have like those corporate Christmas parties and they're like, Hey, we're running out of time. So, uh, they're not quite done eating, but can we just start the show now? And then we'll, you know, clear the plates while you're, and then dessert has to come out and all you hear is the clinkety clankety, clinkety clankety, <laughs> clinkety clanky of plates and forks and, that's when it's a problem. When you hear the clink and then the coffee cup clink and then the fork and knife clink, and yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. But I think most comedy clubs, like as far as the clubs are concerned, most of the times they're just finger food, so they don't make a whole lot of noise. Yeah. I mean, and those waitresses are almost like ninjas coming in and out. And they're yeah, so they're and awesome. always well. Yeah, the only they, yeah the only the only the only uh, downside on that is uh, when. Uh, when you're closing out your bill, everybody pays with uh, the damn debit machine, and that's always a beep, 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 beep. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, uh, they are pretty amazing, usually, at the clubs. Yeah, so, you know, I, I see a trend, like, you're always eating healthy and stuff like that. Like Trying, that's the thing, because I'm not always eating healthy, so I try my damnedest because I know that there are going to be slips along the week. That's, yeah. that's all. You just have to make an effort, you know? So what do you like? For healthiness, like what kind of foods besides just the smoothies? Like, you eating lots of salads and stuff like that, or yeah, not so much. I mean, I just try to have a certain amount of veggies and stuff on my plate, you know, like uh, and try to go a little, uh, a little, not so ridiculous on portion size as far as meat's concerned. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I don't know, man. You'll you'll feel this too because you're a young guy. What are you in your mid twenties? Thirty six. You're thirty six. You look amazing, man. Thirty seven. Sorry. Jesus Christ! I thought you were a lot younger than that. But because uh, I don't know, and then, you know what? How she goes? The metabolism slows down. You know what I mean? And then as as we get older, and what, man, I hit. It was last year. I hit. Uh, 227 and it didn't suit me at all you know what i mean and i saw myself naked in a mirror in bc in a in the hotel jumbo jumbotron yes. mirror and i was like oh my god what have you done you know 
used to be an athlete, used to play basketball, and anyway, at that point, I just decided to to get on some sort of, you know what I mean, uh, health regimen, and, and then the dirty breakfast with bread and eggs and everything, that went out the window, and then, like I said, there's, it's just smoothies all the time now, and then when I, and I, and I swim, when I travel, I have my bathing suit and my goggles and I swim in whatever Olympic pool that's in town. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's my, that's my thing. I just keep at it that way as much as I can because it, it, it don't get any easier, you know? No, it doesn't. I, I agree with you on that one. I've lost a lot of weight and then stopped and put some on now. So trying to get it back off again. And yeah, yeah. New Brunswick, New Brunswick. Uh, I, I came back, I think I just, New Brunswick was five pounds. You know what I mean? Two yes. donairs and two pizza nights and here you go yes vacations are always the worst i find for myself i went away this summer and you know just all the local food and that was in well and everything in the east coast is is pretty pretty golden brown yes a lot of golden brown garbage that people eat you know like and that's just that's just the culture (coughs) and you notice you notice people in the east coast tend to be bigger than, than people out west, especially like a, a city like Vancouver where everybody's so health conscious, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've never been to Vancouver, but everybody oh, that I know there is... Yeah, super fit, super fit city, you know what I mean? Uh, one thing to try that's kind of fun is uh, I like sushi. That's one of my, uh, that's another go-to on the road when, you know what I mean, to have a clean, not greasy meal. Uh, sushi and recently I just discovered these poke bowls. Have you had one of those? No, but I've heard of them. Brother, I've, you gotta I've try been, this. I've been seeing. Do them you like sushi? Not a huge sushi fan. Not a huge. Fan. You said you don't like seafood. Yeah. So this know. this might be a problem. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they might have some sort of um, Asian sliced beef that could. You know what I mean? Uh, like a like a MSG'd up beef. But I don't, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? That yes. beef that's like bubble gum. It's so soft and beautiful. I love it. But, um, like, poke bowls, it's like uh, they'll put a handful of spinach, then rice, and then it's basically you're looking at, like, a list of ingredients, and the guy's filling your bowl for you, and then it's like you can get raw, it's basically sushi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get your salmon, and then a sauce, and then uh, different seeds and nuts, and um, then, you know, um, toasted coconut, all these weird things that I thought, this is not going to make any sense at all, you know what I mean? Man, I discovered that in uh, BC last uh, last October. I went to a wedding with my girlfriend, and uh, well, I was doing shows as well. So the midweek, the, the you know, eventually on the Saturday we had the the wedding, and on the Friday I discovered this poke bowl, and on the Saturday. The girlfriend, we're going to the wedding that night, and you know how, you know how much you eat at a wedding. Yes. And I was leaving Sunday morning, and I was like. Jesus, this is the first time I've ever tasted this nonsense. It was so good that she went to get her hair done and I fucked off for a poke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, she's like, wow, you're hardly eating dinner. I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just being responsible. Like, <laughs> I had, I had a two pound, two pounds of rice just two hours before. It was so tasty. It was the most wonderful thing ever. But if you don't like seafood, you're a little hooped on that. Well, I'd still, I'm still willing to try a lot of stuff. Like I've never said no to yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that's good. So I'd still definitely try it if I ever came across I it. I always find it so funny meeting people from the coast that don't dig on seafood. I guess it's like a kid out here that just uh, you know wants to be vegan and doesn't eat beef. Like, yeah. what is your problem? Well, if they put scallops on it, I'd definitely have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you can get scallops. Yeah, so. 
that's the one seafood that I absolutely love is scallops. Yeah, because that's how, that's actually how I had it was with the, the little scallops, and they were tasty. Also. Then I'm definitely in. I'm definitely going to try it. Yeah. Um, so all over the world, he's talking, or all over North America. All over about, North America. I mean, and, and not so much in the states, but certainly all over Canada, coast to coast, like uh, constantly. Yeah. So um, you said Toronto. Any other hot spots for food around? Um, you know. Um, I spend a good chunk of my time in Montreal. So as far as sexy restaurants, you know, Montreal is one of the one of the spots um, that man, there's some damn good food. Whether it be like I was talking about uh, on a budget, whether it's the ramen or um, or like high class. Like there's this uh, there's a, my favorite spot in Montreal is a place that actually my girlfriend used to work at called uh, Bouillon Bilk. And, uh, man, like, what an insane uh, amount of flavor that was. It was, it's, you know, it's one of those spots that everything is served and it's a bite. You know what I mean? It's a smear of this. Yes. And, it, it, and every little thing you taste is, like, a flavor explosion in your face. Um, you know, when I, and, but when I go out east, it's, uh, did you ever live in Halifax? Yes, I did. So do you know John's Lunch? Across um, from the, it, so if you go on the ferry, but the Woodbine side, okay. so there's two ferries. There's the yeah. main one that goes to Dartmouth, but yeah. then the other one also goes to Dartmouth, but it's a little further yeah, south. I know where you're going. The Woodbine ferry. Yeah. There's a there's a dirty spoon at the top of the at the top of the stairs there called John's Lunch, and wow. that's my spot for fried clams, man. You know, like uh, that's. But it's the it's the one you know it's that meal that weekend that I like. Uh, I just uh, I just crave that one. You know that. And I actually talked to a friend of mine already. I'm going in. Uh, I'm going in a, uh, next week. It is actually going next week to Halifax, and I already made the lunch date to go to John's lunch. Nice. I've never been there. I when I've gone on the ferry, it's just been to Dartmouth and yeah. Tried to hope I don't die in Dartmouth. And- I hear you. I lived there. I lived there for uh, for one year with a with a, an ex girlfriend that we moved out to Halifax together, and uh, she insisted that we move to Halifax as soon as we moved there. It was one of those places you buy you rent an apartment site on scene, right? And I yeah. was like five hundred and fifty bucks can't beat that. And you're like, oh, I heard a gunshot. I, I guess I know why. It's five fifty. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed Halifax late nights, but then Pizza Corner. Yeah, that was always awesome. Though. Absolutely. Yeah, my favorite pizza in Halifax is Alexandria's. That's uh, it's in uh, if you go on uh, Queen Street, it's a little further south in the city, so it's a little away from Pizza Corner. It's actually it's closer to the Comedy Club, so that's why yeah. I would hit that one. And actually, it's my old neighborhood. Uh, I lived in the south end of Halifax. So my favorite bar down there is the the Blues Bar, and they have great ribs. It's a it's like a yeah. barbecue joint and Blues Bar, and then up the hill is Alexandria's, and they they I don't know it's probably the amount of sugar that I don't even want to know that's in this <laughs> pizza sauce, but the pizza sauce is sweet. And I remember the other day my buddy Kevin Kincaid, he's a uh, he's a producer out there. He produces commercials and short films and stuff, and he came to the table and he had this styrofoam container that you'd know, be like almost a, a takeout Asian container or something, you know, like he, he puts that on the table when, and we're all having our pizza and then he opens it. I'm like, what did you get? Did you get a, you know, a donair or something? Nope. Just donair meat. And we put it on our pizza. <laughs> like two freaking heathens just, just ate that. It was just terrible. But it's so tasty. Oh my God. I love that place. I love the Donair pizza. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? It's so good. People don't understand. People don't understand. And then they eat, 
they think, oh, the sauce is sweet. This doesn't make any sense. But with wine too, it's a lot of it's a lot of preconceived notions that you know they might have had one somewhere and it was like a iffy whatever don't air. But you know who makes a really good. Um, sandwich like that. Are you familiar with Kensington in town here? Yeah. Um, so across the street on Kensington Road, across the street from the shoppers. Okay. What the what is it called? Shawarma King? Yes, Shawarma King. Next to the key cutting place? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes, I've been I, I don't know what their bread, but it ain't pita. You know what I mean? It's like, it's much softer and chewier yeah. than that. And it's like big. And they, yeah, it's big. They open it up, stuff it in, wrap it up. So it's this big enveloped burrito. Yes. And it's, the, the bread stays chewy. Like, that's another world, man. That's another world of sandwich. It's my, so tasty. My son has a love for shawarma, so we've been all over the place in, in Calgary for shawarma. And when I go there, I always usually get donairs. And yeah. It's definitely a different donair, but it's a good donair. Yeah, it's not the East Coast donair. I had a really good one up in, funny enough, up in Fort Mac. Oh, yeah? Where the guy actually pressed the bread, put it through an impinger, so yeah. cooked the bread yeah. fresh, and then, pow, donair. Then it was like that Greek-style puffy, you know, it was almost like pizza dough cooked. So it wasn't, uh, man, it was... Yeah, that was a pretty un- unreal donair. I mean, it was a little non-traditional. There was cheese on it, which is not supposed to be there. And I think there was lettuce as well. But my my taste buds didn't care. Yeah. No. Um, it was pretty much one of the best uh, donairs I ever have. Unfortunately, it was in Fort Mac. There's a couple all right places in Calgary. I don't is there? Places. Um, Scotia Style Takeout in the Northeast. Okay. It's a good state. They have a, they do a really good donair. And they also have Brothers Pepperoni. Oh, right on. Yeah. So. I mean, that's always, you know, when, I, when I'm on the road, that's that's what it is. Like, uh, especially like in Halifax, I always do the cheese, crackers, brothers, pepperoni, and then some sort of, uh, well, crudité as the, the French would call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some carrots and celery and, and cucumber just to try to balance everything out, right? Yes. And then you have that for snacks during the day, and then you can usually get rid of a meal by just having some snacks, you know? Yes. I, uh... My dad told me for years he didn't like goat cheese. He wouldn't try it. Right. But I sneaked them some one time by using crackers, goat cheese, and Brothers Pepperoni. Right on. He fell in love with it. Well, how can you not? I mean, come on. Pepperoni on anything makes it good, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, Donair Meat Wheel on online? King no. Of Don- King of Donair has um, a 24-hour camera on their Donair meat. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's almost like the Christmas log, but... Where is the King of Donair now? I know in Halifax, but it was yeah. see it was at that the location that I know at the the Pizza Corner. I don't think it's there anymore. Is no, it? I think they're doing <coughs> the one on Quinpool. Oh, okay. There's one up on Quinpool, right on. That was my go-to spot. I used to live right around the corner. Right on. I'm sure that sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Missing Halifax sometimes on that food. And, yeah, I hear you. And, I hear you. It's uh, it's dangerous for your heart. Your heart doesn't like it, but it's yeah. some tasty. I'm just I'm really looking for maybe yeah maybe you've convinced me right now into a donair. <laughs> I think I might might end up doing that, but certainly like I said, John's lunch is going to happen. That's yeah. definitely going to happen. Yeah, my favorite spot, and it was one of the spots that I worked at too, was a greasy spoon and our martini room in Halifax, way down on Quimpool and. What was it called? Ardmore Tea Room. Ah, Ardmore Tea Room. I don't recognize yeah, that. It was definitely a greasy spoon. I went there before I started working, and it was like 
opened up at five in the morning and for breakfast and you know, right, right. Ca- cabbies coming in and then all the drunk people coming in. And yeah, some of them, sometimes it was the same guy. <laughs> I used to work at the liquor store next to Pete's for Tea. Yeah. And there was this cabbie when, when, when we, I would open up on Sunday, I think it was usually, I think it was every Sunday, I just happened to have that shift. You know, I, I worked at just a few couple shifts a week, right? And it just subsidizes the the comedy business and, and also it was nice to have a discount at the liquor store. <laughs> Seems like a trend. <laughs> for my other problems. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, man, uh, I can remember the same cabbie coming in every Sunday, and he would pull up, and it's like I would unlock the door, at wh- whether it was 10 or 11, ka-clunk, and he was the first guy walking in, <laughs> and it was always a pint of rum, and I always wondered, is he starting his shift or finishing it? You know what I mean? Like, I always question. He didn't, he didn't seem too loaded or, or loaded at all, but I just always had that question. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting question. It's like when you hear a bad story, did it happen? Did that bad story at 3 in the morning happen at 3 in the morning, or was it a continuation from starting drinking at 9 p.m. and then just carrying over? Right, right, or just a, just a series of bad life decisions. Yes, well, most... So certainly, you know, we're almost at our time here. I want to say thank you for coming out. Right on, my pleasure. Me coming here, yeah, yeah, so, whatever. Um, you know, is there anything you want to promote? Yeah, well, I have. Uh, if you uh, if you feel like supporting, I have a uh, an album out on um, iTunes and Spotify and all that shit. It's uh, it's my, well, my name is Andrew Albert, so it's under uh, Andrew Albert, and the album is called Warning Canadian Content. Uh, I will send you a signed copy uh, through my website. If you go to andrewalbert.info, it's there. And uh, if you just message me on there, I will physically sign you uh, um, a hard copy. And I'll also send you a download card. So I have download cards for those as well. And I have another album in the works right now. So, uh, yeah, life is good. Everything is rolling along. And I just did... uh, I just did a thing I recorded for XM Satellite last week, and the album is hitting XM, and everything is uh, hunky-dory. Awesome. And again, thanks for coming out. It's been great. Right on. Thank you. Good luck with the podcast, man. Thanks.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for everybody for their support so far. I've really enjoyed all the feedback and the great comments. Tune in next week where I have comedian Zoltan Kansa on the show. We had a great talk about homemade food and how great grandmothers are at cooking. Make sure you listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Always have fun and keep playing with your food.